Hi, everybody. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Curtain. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Chrissy. And today we are joined in our virtual studio by a very special guest, Aviance Hoyles. Woohoo! You may recognize Aviance from shows like Bad Out of Hell, which, of course, we're a little obsessed with. Just a little. And Memphis. (laughs) But we are here to speak with him today because he is the co-director of a new online teaching and mentorship program for musical theater called the Next Generation Young Artists Showcase. We are all about sharing education, making arts education accessible, and we are so excited to have Aviance here to chat with us about all the theater things and how you can get involved with the Next Generation Young Artists Showcase. Welcome to our studio, Aviance! Thank you! (laughs) Before we start, we just want to say that collectively we've seen you in Bat Out of Hell well over ten times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just completely fell in love with your performance as Tink. <laughs> I'm I'm honored to hear that. Thank you so very much. Um, the musical in itself, Bat has like a lot of fans, and there mm. are fans all over the world that really, really love the the story and they love the mm-hmm. music um that Jim Steinman wrote and the albums that Milo put out were so iconic. So to mm. have like super fans, what I compared the Bat fans to were rent heads, you know. Yes. I was to fans of Rent following shows in different Mm -hmm. places. And we have people coming from all over the country. So I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) And then meeting you at the stage door in person made us adore you even more because (laughs) you are just one of the kindest souls we have ever met. (laughs) Well, you know, it makes makes what we do uh, feel even more real when people are connecting to you and they want to see your show more than once and they want to come and greet you because hopefully we've touched you in some way so that that gives us just a bit of uh reassurance that what we're doing we're in the right place and we're at the right time you know for sure yeah you know and it's funny because you this is your first time being a guest on the podcast but this is not the first time we've talked about you on our podcast We're actually just talking about you. What was it like two episodes ago? Because we were talking about the changes to that, and we're like ghost bike, the ghost bike at New York City Center. And we're like, I'm still bummed they didn't keep it. I'm like, that was that was just such a great moment. So we were literally just talking about you. We did have a ghost bike moment. They cut it. Um, there were a lot of things that we were trying, uh, (laughs) for the American version of Bad Out of Hell that kind of got squashed at the last minute. Um, super fans, if I can call you that, super fans, like, would know because you guys were coming to see preview performances and then opening. So you probably know this already, but, uh, things can change in a show up until the very night before you open. Yeah. And that is something that happened with that. Like while we're in previews during the day, we have rehearsals and then at night we have the show. So it's it's a very, very long process and we're changing things constantly. So one show, one night won't be like the right. next show because we like swap some things out and the ghost bike lasted until the very last preview and then they cut it off. No. I- I just I thought it was brilliant because I was always like Tink isn't in like the final number like I get it that you know he's technically not there but like it's the big final number that's unfair unfair I know I know uh our assistant director Benita tried to work that we love her so bad she really really did but oh don't we love Benita uh 
And one night, that night, they were just like, it's weird. Most. <laughs> And you know the story's already a bit weird. Let's like, not have the ghostly teenager at the end. <laughs> you know, I think because the show is so like weird, why not? Yeah. Like yeah. it gives you license yeah. to do all the things. But anyway, I thought that way too. <laughs> there were a lot of things that um, I tried to fight for. <laughs> a lot of them won. I won a lot, but a lot. Good. Of <laughs> Good. Because we were right there fighting with you for that ghost bike on that first preview evening when they asked us, they came around, they were like, what do you think of the changes? And we were like, ghost bike stays, please. We're like, this is the best There was thing. a moment uh, in, in rehearsals before we came to New York City that I wanted to fight for... Uh, another Jim Steinman song. Ooh. I was like, you know. <laughs> Which? Which? I wanted, I wanted Tink to sing Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is what I've been and saying from the start. it would have made sense. It would have made sense. Absolutely. Um, I don't know why that song is not in the show. It might be something legal, but who knows? I wanted to sing the song and I didn't get to. That is one song from the Jim Steinman catalog that I have been praying for to make it into bat at some point. It just works so well. But wouldn't Tink be the character to sing that song, right? 100%. Yes. Or even like just a little like the motif, like just kind of to weave it into into one of the other songs, just like the turn around bright eyes, like overlapping. Like it just, it would have been really cool. Maybe it's because it's in the vampire one. It might be yeah. the vampire it might, one, but like it is. It's in that one. Well, like, can't it be in both? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a few different songs in that one that made it into "Bat Out of Hell." Of course, they're all translated um, in the vampire. Yeah, I'm not one, sure because but... it's in German, but like, yeah. Oh well, you know, listen, people. <laughs> I think I think they're about to do uh, a European tour of the yeah. of the show. Petition. Fans, when you speak, they listen. It's true. Yes. Let Tink sing Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes. Yes. yes please. For whomever's going to play Tink from now on, do it. Give do- it. <laughs> do it. It's passing the notes around like, yes. Well, I mean, Raven and Strat are already on the top here during Not Allowed to Love. So if they're there, make them work. Somebody's going to turn around, you know, whatever he has to do. Every now and then I feel a little, whatever the lyrics are, (laughs) whatever. I I had it all in my head, right? You know what? You can cover it and put it on YouTube and be like, this is my like alternate universe where Tink gets this moment. And people would love it. You know it. what? I might just do that. I might just do that. I would I mean, love I it because oh, yeah. you'd sound amazing on it, obviously. And do the whole like, you know, twink thing. Thank you, darling. <laughs> You're welcome. I might do that for the super bad fans. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'd all cry for sure. <laughs> I learned the lyrics, though, right? <laughs> There's so many lyrics in, in like these songs, like right. in that show. Right. There's so many lyrics. I'm like, you're dancing, you have to remember the words, you have to sing the high notes. I'm like, I don't, that's a lot of work. I'll tell you this, it is a marathon. Doing Bat Out of Hell is a marathon. Anybody that's ever done any iteration of that show, kudos to you, okay? <laughs> um, what people don't see is after certain scenes, us rushing to physical therapy to get that knee looked at, you know? Ooh. 
And the no. physical therapy is backstage at all no. times, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But it's thrilling because as much energy as we have to give off, that's how much we get back from an audience mm. that loves this stuff. You know, you're talking about how wordy the music is, but I mean, the late, great Jim Steinman was a mm. storyteller. So mm-hmm. that's why it translates so well on stage because as an actor, that's what we get to do. We get to tell the story and he's written it. There are a few people that write like that, like um, Sondheim. You know, oh, yeah. you, you mm-hmm. can't do a Sondheim number and not act it because it's the story right there. I mean, you just saying the lyric is like a moment. It's, it's an mm-hmm. action. And I feel the same way about Jim Steinman and what he wrote. So, um, you know, it's a lot of things to do, but we get it done, right? You Literally. do. And you guys make it look so like, we know it's hard, but like you guys make it look effortless. We did um, a dance class with Zena Gushtart. Uh, we did uh-huh. a dance class. We did all revved. <laughs> we weren't even singing. And I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. Fun fact, Zena <laughs> is my birthday twin. We were born on the same day. <laughs> no way. Absolutely. Oh, that's, so fun. that's awesome. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. I'm a mover, okay? <laughs> I'm not a dancer dancer, but I'm an actor so I can make you think. I know what I'm doing, right? So we're in rehearsals and we're doing all revved up and Zena's like, okay, now they're gonna throw you. And I was like, they're gonna do what? She's like, so listen. And the opening number of the show, you just jump into people's arms and then they just throw you a couple feet. And I'm like a couple feet toward the pit. Like, as in, <laughs> if we're not doing this inertia thing the right way, I'm gonna die. <laughs> basically so whenever you're ready we're gonna do it <laughs> so she just kind of threw me into the lion's den with that one that's uh a moment to wake yourself up uh before you get ready to do a two and a half hour show it's just yeah. Keeps you on it's one thing to do a, a a death drop or a fall you know but it's another thing for you to jump to then be thrust upon yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing. So good old thing. <laughs> totally. Good old thing. You know, I gotta say, I've, you know, I've done some like mentoring and like coaching stuff with Zena, and I kind of that's kind of what I love about her. She's just like, yeah, we're just gonna do this, and you're like, what? <laughs> okay. And the moment was, she was like, yeah. So what, whenever you're ready. But the people were already there. Like, ready? Are here we, we go. I'm just gonna stand here until he gets ready. Um. Yeah. So it was basically like, do what you need to do. Yeah. I love her. She's great. Um, One of the things that I love about her is she's going to get the work done. Uh, No matter where you are, um, of course, learning that choreography, as you guys know, it's not an easy task, but um, you get it done. What what part did you guys learn? Did you guys learn that the Rebels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, we did. Uh, I'm trying to remember because we took class with um, Charlotte, who did the yeah. show on the West End. We took a class with her as well, so it was kind of like Danielle. And then Danielle, no, Danielle was Dead Ringer. Yeah, Danielle was Dead Ringer. Um, it was. Yeah, it leads into. It was towards the. It was towards the oh, end after. I was the, nothing but a. Right before the ballet part. Ah. You. Well, the ballet. Waste right before it. Before it went Yeah, cat, cat, waste it all ah, the way until gotcha. the end. <laughs> Yeah, to the end. And I was like, yeah, that's a lot, but okay. 
let the rebels begin. Yeah, because you know, yeah. um, the way it's staged, right. we're facing the opposite way. Mm-hmm. But we have mm-hmm. to learn the opposite choreography as well as choreography in the front as well so yeah it's a moment i'm glad that there there are yeah. um classes for you guys to learn how to do yeah. it that's great i've been dancing for i think 10 10 years i've i've, I've been dancing a long time and that is hard yeah. um it's so good like for your brain and for your body yeah. and especially over zoom because of like the mirroring I was going the wrong way half the time but i was like if i can at least yes. get the right thing at the right point exactly. like <laughs> Close enough. Dead Ringer was really yeah. fun. I was like, okay, this one, I don't feel like I'm dying yet. <laughs> if you followed us, uh, and you guys do, uh, on social media, you would see that um, we used to do Dead Ringer in the in the wing. <laughs> ah, yes, I think I saw that on a I takeover or something. Yes, yes, uh, Instagram takeover. We do Dead Ringer, and we did that every night. We did it every night because we wanted it to feel like we were a part of yes. that ensemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we would do uh, the choreography. I don't remember any of it. Well, right you know now. what? One of my favorite things was actually that Tank got to be more active in Hot Summer Night, whereas before he used to just sit on top of the tunnel and observe everything. But now we got to see him really participate and feel all those emotions. And I was crying. It was actually oh, it was my favorite change to, made for sure. <laughs> to see him going through an adolescent moment. Yes. <laughs> I did. Well, you know, I didn't get an opportunity to see the London cast before. Uh, we got the show. Right. Um, I did, however, get to speak to one of my beautiful friends, Alex Thomas Smith. So who lovely. Door. Um, and so we talked a bit about the role and everything before I was getting ready to do it. And uh, I knew that there were going to be certain changes. Like you guys would know, I changed the key to not allowed to love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, a couple of slight other things. Um, and when we were doing the scene, they were like, well, you know, usually Tink just sits up here. And they were like, Mm-mm, we need to see a journey because after this comes not allowed to love. And I was yeah. like, I would love for my dreams to die at his wedding. Let's <laughs> yes. do it. Here's, here's the teenage guy I'm in love with and can't have. And let everybody celebrating in this moment of a wedding. And then there's this lady here that we're supposed to hate, Sloane. Yes. Please let me stand there. Just let my teenage dreams die. Yeah. yeah, that was like, I remember seeing the tour the first time and Chrissy had seen it the night before. She was like, okay, you have to look for Tink and Sloane in Hot <laughs> Summer Night. And I was like, okay. So I get there oh, and I'm like- So me and Lulu. Yes, so Lulu. yes. We first saw you with Lulu on the tour and then- Later on in New York. With Lena. With Lena, yes. I think we say this all the time, how many awesome people we've got to see and meet through being fans of this. I have to tell you that, man, Bad Out of Hell was a journey for me from the top of it to the end of it. Um, And, you know, the cast from Canada and the tour, um, slightly was slightly altered when we got to New York you know they added uh Christina and Danielle and Lena and some other amazing people to the ensemble there but putting this thing together and the way that we put it together for the Canadian cast was like 
It was great, y'all, because nobody was coming back to this thing except mm-hmm. Andrew. Right. And Andrew amazing. And we were all figuring it out. And what was so beautiful about it was it was our show. That was our show. We created those moments and those things. And it was wonderful. And then coming over here to New York, we got to play with different people. And then as, uh, you know, Danielle had done it and Christina had done it and Lena had not. And so throwing those different elements in make it a different show. But there was something so very special about our Canadian cast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We say that all the time on here. Yeah. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Because we've, Chrissy saw it in London and Toronto and then New York. And I saw it here in Toronto and then New York. And we're like that, that touring cast. And I think you're right. It's because you all kind of came to it fresh and just made something that was totally and completely different because even the first time the show came to Toronto it was the London Coliseum cast that they just kind of like picked up and brought over which was awesome I mean I've never gone to bat out of hell and not had a great time right I I always love the show I always love whoever I get to see in it but I always get like chills because I think we went we went during previews previews the first yeah the first kind of week Mm -hmm. and then we came back and we did we did closing yeah because of everything and that closing night show was freaking bonkers it was one of the Uh, best things I've ever seen in my entire life it's in like my top five I think theater moments yeah that is the best theater moment wow yeah I just got chills literally I'm not sure if you remember this but we brought a cake for all of you in the cast we were the cake people yeah (laughs) we do um yikes Ah, ah. we don't need Um, to I didn't want to bring this up because I didn't want to no only because like you just brought the the energy of what that was for us Mm -hmm. um it was a very tough situation I'm not gonna lie about that Mm -hmm. But that show was very special to us because we knew that that would be the last time that group that had created this this show was going to be together to do it. Mm -hmm. And the response from that audience was awesome. It was so awesome that when we got on the plane the next day, we were like, how are they shutting this tour down? Did, did they see what just happened? Did they see what just happened? So it was it was a bittersweet moment. It really, really was. And absolutely, we got your cake. We absolutely got your cake. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so glad that you guys experienced that because us talking about it as actors, it's like, well, sure, you felt a certain type of way. It was your last show. But I was like, no, the energy in the room was electric. Yeah. Like it was just flowing from every corner of that theater. Yeah. It was great. It was great. It was, yeah, it was very, very special. <laughs> yeah, it was something you really needed to be there to experience, to fully understand. I mean, I remember between shows on the final day, hugging was- and crying with Emily Schulteis. My love, y'all. Oh, That's my love, sweetest. okay? We bonded so amazing on that project like we <laughs> we would walk on stage and you'd be like hi baby i hate hi, baby. <laughs> I, that was my girl she's still my girl she just got married she yeah. did yes she 
just gorgeous. Oh, and her yeah. wedding photos are just oh. so gorgeous. So so and people need to hear her on Heaven Can Wait. That's all I'll say. Right? I think it's <laughs> it's on YouTube somewhere. Was <laughs> <laughs> that? Um, uh, it's it is out there. If if and it yes, is. you should all go and listen. Boom, cat, cat, boom. I I have a question. This might be okay. like a little different for your show. Sure. Did the two of you meet in connection with this show, or yes. did you? Know that yes. Are you serious? <laughs> We did, yeah. yeah. We met through Giovanni Spano from the UK production. Oh, I know Giovanni. Yeah, we were talking in the UK, <laughs> and he was like, "You got to check out this girl from Toronto. I think you'd be really great friends with her." And yeah, the rest is sort of history. <laughs> I messaged her; she had an audition for a show, and I was like, "How was it?" And ever since then, besties. Which was a secret, by the way, because it, it was like secret. for the big one at Mervish, and I was so <laughs> like shy about it and embarrassed. <laughs> And I was like, I had told Gio about it because bless him, he is the sweetest. And he kind of like mentored me through my last like year of college. We kind of kept That's in beautiful. touch. Um, I didn't even want to go back like for my third year because just things were rough. Uh, and he was like, you go back, you get that degree and we're going to work together someday. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, so I was like, it's a secret. You can't tell anyone because like it's a big deal and it's probably not going to happen, but it's cool. And then I get a message from this one, <laughs> this person who I've... I've seen her on Twitter and I'm like, she looks cool, but like, I didn't want to be the weird person who was like, let's be friends. But I know that Gio had mentioned her to me before. He's like, you need to know Chrissy. You need to know Chrissy. Chrissy slides into my DMs like, hey, how'd your audition for Dear Evan Hansen go? Gio just told oh me about it. And gosh. I'm like, and then from there, we booked to see you on the tour. That was the first time we met in person. Right. At, at yeah, we met at the first time in, in person Toronto. at Bad Out of Hell at That's the tour. That's so very beautiful. Now look at it. Look at Crazy, it. Right? Now you have the podcast. That's beautiful to me. Come on, Gio. <laughs> Making friendships. I did not get to meet him. There are a lot of people in the London cast that I did not get to meet, but um, I was so grateful to um, meet and work with Christina and of mm -hmm. course Danielle. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she told this. Have you guys had her on yet? We have, yeah. Danielle, we have. Did you tell yes. the story about her? Gio as well. Oh, actually. really? Yeah. Yeah, he was our very first nice. guest. Did Danielle tell the story about her opening night, her opening night dressed here in New York? No. I no. took her to get it. <gasps> we went I remember shopping. the dress. It was I was gorgeous. like, girl, it's your opening night in New York City. We going dress shopping. Let's oh. go. <laughs> The dress that had come for her that she ordered online was the wrong size. I remember and I that. think we were four days out. And I was like, girl, we're going to get you a dress. So I played fairy godfather and got that girl a dress. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, shopping in New York for an opening night dress, that's kind of That the was dream. one of the first times that we had had like a one-on-one -on -one and us bonding, you know, to create our friendship. What's very important to me about a show like Bad Out of Hell is you really have to have some sort of real relationship to the lost yes. if you are part of that. Yeah. And um, our cast worked collectively to cultivate that. So it was good. So if she was coming in, just like Christina was, we were trying to get that relationship, nice. you know, especially with her because she's yeah. part of that, you know, that clip. Totally. <laughs> and before we move on, I'll just show you this quickly, but here's us on the first preview in New York City. Oh, <laughs> that's 
that's so sweet. I remember that. You know, I remember every time you came because you made it a point to come back and say hi to us. That really, really make a difference. Well, it Thank really you. was. It was such an honor to get to see you as Tink in New York City. It was a really big reason why we made the trip. So yeah, I'm really glad we we got to experience seeing you in New York City. Before all this crazy COVID stuff happened, of course. Well, listen, the city will not be going anywhere. Please come back, visit. We will be. You know, after um, this crazy year that we've had, uh, we're trying to get the the city back. And the only way that we do that is to get amazing people like you to come back and (laughs) see the shows and just enjoy what it is that we do here. Yeah. We were going to go in May 2020 and then everything like shut down in March and we were like, okay, now what? Because in in March, we weren't sure how long this was. (laughs) We weren't sure how long this was going to last. Nobody (laughs) did. Like it was was insane. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. Yes. Oh, anyway, we are ready to go back. I have our itinerary still saved on like my phone. So as soon as we get the green light, we're... We're ready. Beautiful. I love that. So we've babbled about that for a little bit, but actually you got to do the national tour of one of Chrissy's other most favorite shows. And I know she wanted to ask you I about love that. that. I love so Chrissy, go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I am a massive fan of Memphis. Like it is in my top five favorite musicals. For I did sure. not know that. And yeah. I saw the original Broadway cast when it first opened and I cried the whole way through. It's, it's brilliant. Um, But I recently discovered when looking through your resume again that you did the national tour of Memphis. So I just I would love to know what that journey was like for you. Oh, okay. So Memphis was um, out around the time that I was in college and um, I went to see the show Mm -hmm. and I saw the original cast. I had a friend that was um, in the ensemble and I sat down in that seat and there was something about Mm -hmm. what was going on at that stage that I connected to. And then Derek Baskin opened his mouth Mm -hmm. and I was like, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. And time came around uh, that they were doing the second leg of the tour and uh, the role of Gator was open and uh, I went in and I got it. that cast and that show was very special to me because the group of people that I was with, uh, the producers from Junkyard Productions, amazing. If you ever see Sue or if you ever see any of those producers, please, 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 please audition work for them. They're awesome. Um, I had a great time singing the songs from Bon Jovi, yes. you know, mm-hmm. I had a great time telling a story that isn't so pretty Mm -hmm. um but it's one that I recognize because I grew up in the south in the deep south you know so uh certain attributes of what was happening at that time were not foreign to me so uh to get to tell that story was very special I didn't know you were a fan of Memphis yeah and you know when I read that I was like how did I miss that Aviance did this I would have died to see you in that There, there are some clips. Oh, there, there oh. is, there is a say a prayer on, um, on YouTube. Yeah, there. Well, I know what Joss and I are doing later. So that music <laughs> is just so good. Like I haven't seen the show, obviously, but that cast Ooh. album. Yeah, if you're a dancer, you should see that. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Radio and still your rock and roll. Yeah, wow. that choreography is just incredible. It's a big reason why I fell in love with the show as well. Seeing that choreo live. Oh, that's whew. Tony Award winner, yeah. honey. Sergio Trujillo. Uh, he is so good. I oh, yeah. Listen, let me tell you like, something. Sergio, if Sergio's name is on something, the kids will twirl. You can mark that down. You can, Avion said, if Sergio's name is on something, the kids will twirl. And when I say twirl, I mean down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was another one that I was in that dance called like, I hope this throat works. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it all worked out. It all worked out very, very well. I love that. <laughs> you know, I love stories like that because obviously when we're talking to our guests, we know that they've done these amazing shows, but I love hearing the story about how they got to do these amazing shows. Even though I know how it ends, I'm always like, I hope they get it. (laughs) Memphis was fun. Um, The audition process for that, uh, cool fact. Um, I I lived in Atlanta for about a year and a half after school. And um, Memphis had dropped the audition and I was in Atlanta and I was like, I got to go to New York for this audition. So I packed my glad rags. Um, My best friend was here from being on tour, but he was getting ready to go somewhere else. So I just crashed on his couch for maybe two and a half weeks because I knew that the process for the audition was going to be a bit. Um, I went in, I sang Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come because I was like, well, what do you think if you want to be catered, right? Uh, and so I sang that and then I got the callback material to go and do say a prayer and, uh, some scene work. So when did I do that? And then it was the dance call, but I was like, kind of dance call are they going to give Gator? You know? <laughs> um, and so what they gave me, um, Chrissy, you'll know, this was the Bobby clump. Oh, nice. Right. So <laughs> those of us that were auditioning to be, Bobby and Gator, we were all in the room together learning that combination. And so that happened. And then uh, I made it through that. And then comes the final callback. And the final callback was just the Gator stuff with the producer. And uh, I got it. I did it. I did the show. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Um, our Felicia was Jasmine Richardson. Joey mm. Rose was our Huey. Um, um, Jarrell was our, our Bobby. We, we had, oh, Pat was our mama. We had some great, great people, some really, really great people. Yeah. You should look that one up. I will, I will do some digging off the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a to know that I've done another one of your shows. Yeah. What else you like, girl? Maybe I've done that too. Rent. Yeah. I played Angel in 2009. We saw that. Yeah. We knew that. <laughs> We were we were looking at your resume and going, oh my gosh. Not resume. Not at the resume. Have. Where is that? Is that public notice? Yeah, Not- it's on Breakdown Express. It comes yes. up when like we Google you. It's amazing. See, look at that. Look at God. I got a Google. <laughs> <laughs> is there any show that like you would love to do? You haven't done, but you're like, I need to do this. Oh yeah. Um, you just want one. M- many as you'd like to share. I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you three. Okay. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. I want to play Gabe in next room. Yes. Yes. Uh, That'd be really good. I want to do CC and Dream Girls. 
Yes. Uh, and uh, yikes, what was the other one? Uh, I want to do Bobby and Company. <sighs> yeah. Okay, Great so choices. when you do these, we're going to like, we'll be there. We'll be we'll there. Be there. Like, I got to <laughs> say, Next to Normal is also in like my top 10 of mm-hmm. like shows. So like, oh, yeah. that's just. I would love to take a stab at Gabe while I still Yes. Yeah. That's I a really great love role. To do that. Mm-hmm. It's all fabulous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And like CC and Dream Girls is just such a good mm. role. And I don't think people really pay attention to it. And I'm yeah. like, no, he's like the meat. Mm-hmm. These girls have nothing if he didn't know what he was writing about. Yeah. So, you know, it's that and the uh the turmoil of him choosing a career or family yes. and then having to fight that internal battle for years. And then how do you break away from that? See, it's a lot. It's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. There is yeah. so much going on in Dream Girls that I think like when you go watch the show for the first time or like for me, I've seen them. I watch the movie a lot. Like mm-hmm. love it. But there's so much going on in it. It's one of those things that you need to kind of see a couple times to really Yes. notice all the different layers of what's happening i'm a and fan it's... of the stage show the 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 movie was cool great um but there's so much that you can put together with the libretto yes that's really in the movie mm-hmm. you know the connections between mm-hmm. the girls and Cece, or the connections between how curtis came in here with jimmy why marty doesn't really like curtis you know those things all come into play with yeah. the libretto you know mm-hmm. find these moments of cc having a bit of an attitude with dina but why yeah mm-hmm. Because they were dating. Mm. Ah, you don't get that in the movie. It's true. Right? It's a yeah. thing. It's a thing. Lorel's having her 18th birthday party, and who's CC's date? Dina. But you don't you don't see that because the 18th birthday party wasn't in the movie. No. But you know, I could go yeah. on all day about Dream Girls. It's great. I love it. I'll have to I'll have to see it live as soon as I Oh, can. it was in London. Yes, you know it was playing around the time I went to London with Marisha Wallace as Effie. Oh, I, I'm hoping we get that tour to come to North America soon because if you can get through a very foggy but nice video from 1981. Mm. The original Broadway cast is on YouTube. I know what I'm doing tonight. Okay. <laughs> I love that. The Tony Award performance of Jennifer Holliday is like one of my top 10 favorite Tony like award performances mm-hmm. of all time. Like that video is just, breathtaking. it is it's breathtaking. breathtaking. It is a masterclass. It is, it's everything. She was 18, 18. when they started. Ah! Can you imagine that? Having that much talent How? at 18. Like you're that How? talented at 18. It's like, you're just. You're set. You're going to be great forever. <laughs> so many greats. So many things. Um, Outside of the shows that I named, though, I would love to do original stuff, you know? Yes. That's yeah, good. we love original stuff. If you're looking for original stuff, uh, we just did a thingy. If you like discovering new musicals, it's called For Tonight, and they have like a concept album coming out. Wait, like the game? No, like uh, For Tonight. Oh, like, okay. Like For Tonight. Um, oh, For Tonight. Yeah. Got and it. what else did we see that was new? There was like, shame it was like a developmental lab of like shame was great yeah it's like the scarlet letter really? 
but punk rock. Shame. Yeah. So if you like Googling new musicals, those are two that we've seen in the last like year. I love new works. Yeah. Love, 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 love. Yeah, yeah, I think you would really love Shane. Yeah, I feel like Shane really would be good. right up your alley. Yeah. Jessica was in it too. Okay. Lily Cooper. Jessica Johnich from Oh, Jessica was yeah. in it. City Center. Okay. Yeah. Shane. Yeah. yeah. It was really okay. good. I really enjoyed it. I'll that. do that. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, Great. yeah. Cool. All righty. And so we do have you here today because we were looking at the Next Generation Young Artist Showcase. Yeah. Yes, which you are the co-director of. So we want to know, what is it and how did that get started? It's a labor of love. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm an artist. You guys are artists. And we have so many young artists coming up. And so it's a training program um, outside of acting and singing and dancing. I'm also a teaching artist. And so in the middle of this pandemic, what my heart and my mind went to was our young babies. I was like, what are their what are they doing? What's their outlet? Like they're stuck in their homes. What can we do? And we birthed a six-week program where they can study with me and the amazing Kyle Garvin, who's my co-director, um, on musical theater interpretation, vocal training, ear training. We work with them for six weeks and we put together um and a virtual showcase at the end of our time. And it is a way for them to promote themselves and promote their gifts. So our students have gotten into the top colleges here with full ride scholarships. Um, they've gotten contracts of their own and they're now working. Um, we we call our Broadway friends and buddies, you know, actors, singers, dancers, musical directors, producers in, and they do master classes with them on Fridays. So it's a one-on-one thing. We're about to start our third Yay! semester in another week. Um, we go from the ages of nine to 22. Oh. And since it's virtual, we open it up to everybody, oh, to awesome. everyone. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's such a gift you've been able to give everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we train them ourselves, you know, they all walk away with a, a full repertoire of at least two to three songs that we give them sheet music to and we work through it. We work out acting moments and beats. They get the training that they need. Good. Yeah. Yeah to go into that audition room or to go into that school or to that next performance and do what needs to be done in the right way. Yeah, they can feel comfortable about it. Good, and that is so special, not only to create an environment where that training is accessible, but to do it in a way that is safe, that is welcoming, that you can give these people the one-on-one time that they need to like flourish. And I think that's just, that's really beautiful. And I'm really glad you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for bringing that up. I wanted to talk about it. Yes, we We got distracted talking about musicals because (laughs) that's what we do here. But we wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about your work here because it's so important. And you know what you can do? You can go on YouTube. We have uh, NGYAS Official. And our first two showcases are there. You can go and see them. You can oh, see. Perfect. What We're going to do that. Please go look at my babies. We'll find a way to link it into when we post this episode. We'll definitely make sure to link the babies and show them off. And hey, Canada, (laughs) we will take Canada students too. Yes. We listen, we got a couple weeks. Let's go. Let's do this. Canadian theater babies, you heard it here. Yes. Take the opportunity. NGYAS.org. Yes. And also, 
your website is so easy to navigate and it's so nicely laid out. And just thank you for that because <laughs> there's yes. nothing worse than a website that is hard to get the info you need. Shout know. out to my assistant for that one because I'm not tech savvy. Uh, it's it's a beautiful site and her. it's beautiful so how can people support if like they can't enroll how can they support you and how can they get involved if they want to train with you well honestly outside of ngyas both kyle and i are vocal coaches acting coaches all of those things um you can always connect with me uh via instagram at uh, Aviance Hoyles, that's me on Instagram. Send me a direct message and I'll send you to my professional stuff there. Um, as far as NGYS is concerned on Instagram, it's NGYS official and we have NGYS.org. That will lead you to our email if you have any more inquiries about that. Um, if people want to support us and are not artists, what we ask is that we have a lot of students that might want to do the program, but maybe cannot afford it. And we've tried to set prices where it is affordable. Um, you can always try and um, benefit a student by like a partial scholarship or a full scholarship for one of our babies that wants to do the program. We take any support because it goes directly to that student's uh, training. That's amazing. I love that that's an opportunity that you provide because it theater training is a, is a, is a gift, like to be able to afford to train, to have places near you where you can train. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Like, I know like small town, I had my competitive dance studio and then I went to do musical theater more like when I went to college for it. So to yeah. have it accessible yeah. online and to have it with accessible um, pricing and scholarship opportunities, that is the most important because I think that's such a huge issue that the theater industry faces is that we are not accessible to people who want to do this. I think that's what we love about uh, the Next Generation Young Artist Showcase is that because it's virtual, we can reach you anywhere and mm -hmm. we'll work with your schedule. The only thing that has to be scheduled kind of together is the Friday Masterclass. And that, that yeah. time will never change. So once we set it, it's set. But like you said, um, before you got to college, right? You were just with your competitive dance team and then you started with the musical theater route. Right now we're trying to open up avenues that we didn't have coming up, just like mm -hmm. you to these kids from all over. And we say, well, let us introduce you to this. And this is what you're going to have to do going forward. Um, this is the type of music that's that's happening. And as we're, we, we uh, choose the music for them. Um, of course, we check and see if they like it, but we choose the music for them just for an educational purpose. Um, maybe you've never heard of Charlie Smalls, who wrote The Wiz, or maybe you've never heard of Sondheim uh, or, or Into the Woods, but we're introducing these people to these students, and now they're learning and they're growing with it. And um, that's what's so special about NGYAS for us, and the fact that we could start this in the middle of a pandemic to try yeah. and give people opportunities and joy is great. Um, this third semester, we're gonna do something a little different, but I'm really um, excited about it. For our live showcase this year, we're gonna have panelists to give live feedback. Um, wow. Our friends that we have in store, very, very special guests. So uh, we're really, really excited about that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I do something similar. I also teach kids musical theater 
And I, I truly believe that is heart and soul work. And I'll have them come up to me after and say, like, this was the best part of my day. And oh, that's that's all I need to hear, too. That is payment in mm-hmm. itself. That is why I do yeah. it. Just it's just get it. You know, it's something about when that moment happens mm-hmm. and they, they get it. They'll yeah. never lose it. No, nope. they'll never lose it because now they got it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I have chills. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That was the moment. You know, the whole moment. Yeah. yeah. Emotional. I love it. I love it. Showcases. I mean, whew, my sh- I remember my college showcase and hmm. But I think that it's so awesome that especially with this one you're just talking about, you're going to provide live feedback because you don't always get feedback when you go and you do a showcase for like auditions. Even if you go through your school, your teachers gave you feedback all the way up to that point. You never get feedback on the actual thing and you never really get it from yeah. the people that you're actually showcasing yourself too and I think that that is so important because people think of showcases like this is it this is the big thing instead of a learning opportunity and a networking opportunity which is what it is right that's it just that's what we you got it you can be the spokesperson for Honestly, Jocelyn you might want to join the team girl if you have room for me I would jump on because I think it is so important what you are doing for arts education right now. Thank you. You know, we we always have room for people that are in this thing, you know? That's why we do our master classes. And in our master class, Kyle and I sit back, we let our students do what they do. And whomever our guest is, that's their class for the day. Mm-hmm. That's their class for the day. And that's on Fridays. I think it's really, really important too, as far as the showcase is concerned, because so many people go and see their kids in like a high school musical or a middle school musical and their kid is like third dwarf to the left yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's nothing wrong with that totally, because totally. everybody's needed to make the show happen yep. everybody mm-hmm. but for those people and those parents that are like I hear my kid in the bathroom there's something happening there I'm here to bring out what's happening in there okay mm-hmm. and that's what we do and parents can see it and industry professionals get to see it um so much so to like our first showcase one of our students was hired by one of my mentors to write songs for her and they've been working together ever since that's so it's been about a year now yeah yeah when I was saying earlier we love the fans you guys make it go around you you affirm that within us because something we've done touched you in some way and so it's affirming to know that what we're doing is right so thank you thank you thank you for that well thank you it you know it's it's very it's very circular it it loops it loops and that's what I think is so beautiful about live theater and just art in general because it's not just one person giving or a person receiving it continuously goes back and forth it's a shared energy and I talk about this a lot so I you know I don't want to sound too like spacey but it's giving and receiving energy and then when that energy can be exchanged it creates a new energy and that's when you get those moments like that final show on the bat tour when you get that heightened hey it's because of that it's because everybody involved realizes what they're experiencing and what we're giving. Everybody's giving. 
We're all on one accord. That is that one meeting of the minds that's mm-hmm. in one room. That's just yeah. mind blowing. Oh. Yeah. And now, Aviance, you were on a little show. Maybe it's kind of known. It's called America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah. That. Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I don't know if any of our listeners have heard of it, you know, um, but we would love if you wanted to share about what that experience was like yes, for you. Please. Sure. Okay. So um, I have been a part of this group called uh, JW Inspirational Singers here in New York. Um, the, the leader is Jason Williams. I met Jason when I was working on a Lion King concept album in 2011. Nice. Um, and a couple of years later, he gave me a call and he said, Hey, I have this really unique opportunity to do the Grammys with Sam Smith. Are you down? And I was like, <laughs> okay. <let's do> it. <laughs> uh, so I sang with the group to do the Grammys with Sam Smith. It was great. Uh, Jason calls a couple weeks late. Oh, no, sorry. The first one was, I have an opportunity to do, to open the Macy's Day Parade. Are you, are you down? I said, okay, great, 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 great. Then it was the Grammys. I said, okay, great, 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 great. And then we did some things here with the Skivvies in New Love York. Them. Uh, <laughs> at Joe's We did uh, Kevin Smith, Kirkwood's uh, Whitney Houston show. He Ooh. does his whole show me and we did that with them and then in this pandemic he called and he said hey are you vaccinated and I was like I'm in the middle of a vaccination um I got one I need two and he's like oh, okay let me get your second and I was like okay I get my second on this thing and he's like okay listen America's Got Talent has reached out to us to have us come straight to the oh, film that's cool and I said <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do reality TV. He was like, listen, we don't know what this is. Just like, come do it with the group. And uh, it's a chance to perform. And I was like, what? I haven't performed in about a year. <laughs> so we got it together. The rehearsals were very much present your vaccination card. Um you have to get your COVID testing at least 72 hours before you show up. Um, it was very, very COVID safe, but we went out there and we had something to say um, because in the middle of this pandemic here in America, and it, it happens all over the world, but here in America, we have a real, real problem with racism. And um, we had to face that while we were locked up in our homes. And so we decided to take our frustrations and put it into our music. And that's what we did on a worldwide stage with America's Got Talent. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I, watching it, I, I cried. I mean, I'm yeah. a crier, but yeah. <laughs> I felt we are quiet. everything watching that performance. It went straight to the heart. What a gift, not only to be able to process it through art and you know I feel like every horrible thing that we go through it's awful and you're right America does have a real issue with racism and Canada is not exempt from that in any way and to have the opportunity to see artists like yourself showcased in processing that and bringing that message forward that is so important I'm really glad that you got the opportunity to do that I think that was what was um, the most important was the 
message that we had to give to the people mm-hmm. and the fact that it was a national TV spot where we yes. could do it. And uh, it was it was nice to be able to be on the stage again. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that's special, you know. Absolutely. You know, we're in this moment now where, you know, auditions are coming back. Mostly they're still virtual, but I have been inside of a room um, twice now. I want to be want to do more of that but you know they're coming I'm actually going to get off of this with you and film another audition um but um I'm working on something very special for the fall Uh, hopefully you guys can come and see it all I'll say is this it'll be me on stage with the band and backup singers that's all I can give you right now Okay. Okay. All right. So when you do have the info, when you can share it, you send it to us and we will make sure we promo it on our page. Okay. So we will promo it for you. I will directly send it to you. I'll tell you this. It is going to be my tribute to one of my icons. Oh, oh, I love that. Yeah. We're excited. (laughs) Yeah. And we will definitely share that on all of our pages yes. share it on all the platforms we'll get that yeah. out there for you you just you let us know when you're ready and we will we'll do that, that yeah absolutely because before <laughs> i do this show trust me you will get promo videos yes that's perfect absolutely yeah amazing yeah Yay. and that's honestly what i was going to ask you was like what are you most excited for as we make this transition hopefully back into the world of live theater. Oh, I'm excited for that. Um, Like in person, live in person. I'm excited for my show. I'm also excited about the different opportunities that I'm getting to audition for. And who knows what's going to happen with NGYAS now that, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we do some in-person things and that makes us very, very excited. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think there's so much to look forward to because even in this horrible time, we are still here. And, you know, we get another opportunity to try new things and to just do it again. So um, I'm excited about that. That's that's my Avion. Thank you so much for joining us today in our Zoom room. Yeah. I am, my heart is so mushy. <laughs> mushy. <laughs> there's great energy in our Zoom room today. So thank you for bringing that. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for calling on me. I, I, I do not like... I don't take anything like that for granted. So um, I really appreciate the invitation. I love what you're doing. Continue to spread this joy for all of these babies and all of that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm glad you say that because like this is like, it's not for us. Like we have fun doing it, but it's it's for the theater babies. It's the stuff that we would have wanted to listen to. Uh, and that's that's where all of this comes from. So I'm glad you said that. I just wanted to take a moment to be like, yes. You listening, this is for you. Exactly. Someone somewhere is going to listen to this and they're going to take something from it. And that is why we do this. So thank you for being a part of it. And you had so much wonderful stuff to share today. And I'm really, I really hope that it reaches the people that it's meant to reach. And I really hope that if you're listening, friends, the Next Generation Young Artist Showcase, you can go and you can train and you can learn and you know, if that is an opportunity that calls to you, go, go look at it. Take the opportunity. And it's always, 
always a safe space. Yes. It is always a safe space. Oh, I am feeling all the feels right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, I love the interviews mm-hmm. when we have guests in and it really just feels like a conversation. Yeah. It's not like, hey, we're interviewing you for right. something. I love when we can just have a laugh yeah. and how fun was it to be able to host Aviance here? I hope you all enjoyed that as much as we did. We were giggling the entire time. Anyways, you can follow along with Aviance on Instagram at Aviance Hoyles, and you can also follow the Next Generation Young Artist Showcase, which we will also link to Instagram when this episode is released, and you can get involved there. And Chrissy, can we tell them what we want to do in August? Yes. So as you know, August is our one-year anniversary month. And so for every donation made to our Kofi during the month of August, we will donate it to the Next Generation Young Artist Showcase to help pay for a child's art education. This is something we truly believe in. And if you have the ability to help us make this possible, it would mean... so much. Yeah, arts education is so important. And as we were talking about in the episode, it's so important to make it accessible. While you can donate directly on the site to sponsor a student, if you have the means to do that, we definitely support you in that. But if you're like us and maybe don't have as much to give, if you wanted to any donations via our Kofi, we will then donate to the Next Generation Young Artist Showcase. And hopefully if we all donate a little bit in, we'll be able to make a big difference to someone who wants to pursue the arts. Exactly. And everything is linked in our link tree for you to find. As always, I'm Chris. I'm, I think I'm Jocelyn. <laughs> And you can find us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Stay safe, stay Stay stagey, and stay tuned for more theater fun. Stop laughing at me. (laughs) Bye, friends.